Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Monday, May 16th, 2022. This episode covers today's best Major League Baseball bets. I'll briefly touch on the remaining games at the end of the show in extra innings. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability, hitter, and pitcher projections, and I analyze weather data in order to make one pick and one pick only on every game played Monday through Saturday. That doesn't mean that I recommend you do the same. I'm just giving you the information as to what I like the most and where my head is for each matchup. As you go through the plays, remember there are no locks in gambling, so we'll give you our loves, likes, and leans to help you decide which picks you might want to play and how I recommend scaling your wagers. With that in mind, please understand that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to say we'll be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, last weekend, just more roller coaster. Fantastic Friday, atrocious Saturday. And I threw out some picks late Saturday night for Sunday's games. Those went pretty well for us to close the weekend on a better note. Uh, as I've mentioned before, you know, we'll, we won't have these shows on Sunday, but check out Twitter. I'll post some plays occasionally on Sunday for some of the games. Just kind of depends on what's going on with my life and my schedule. And I, and I guess we're to the point of the year I should mention this and make everyone aware. Uh, my wife and I are expecting our second child come middle, late June. We're about a month away is what it seems like. And so uh, I will post updates there. But whenever that comes, we'll have to be dark for a few days. I, I don't I don't think the missus would be very happy with uh, me me making the show <laughs> from the from the labor and delivery room. Uh, so again, just check it out on Twitter there. I'll provide updates for when that happens. There'll be a, a few days where there's just no show completely and, and you'll know it's uh, we're in the hospital with that. So just an FYI there. Uh, before we get to today's slate, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you're on yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free and the only way to ensure that you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit me up on Twitter or drop a comment from YouTube. I love those and try to respond to as many as I can. Also, a reminder, make sure you have as many books in your portfolio as is feasible, especially ones with reduced juice dime lines for MLB games. If these are your disposal, you can find an edge on just about every game. I have a couple that I recommend. Links are in the show's description and on the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash sportsbooks. 13 games today on this Monday, a little bit uh, of a larger slate than usual. Unfortunately, no day games. Again, when y'all elect me king of baseball, we'll make sure to always have day games. So, again, I'm putting in my application for that. Maybe one day we can make that happen. We'll have day games every day. None today, unfortunately. We'll start off 640 Eastern first pitch. Nationals at the Marlins. Aaron Sanchez versus Sandy Alcantara. In the dome there in Miami, or of course, if they open the roof, I'm expecting pleasant weather. Model says Marlins minus 171. That's right in between the numbers that I'm seeing out there. So the model does not indicate an edge on either side. I'll tell you this much. I wouldn't back the Nationals. That's for sure. Total is eight. If I had to go one way or the other, I'd back the Marlins. You got to decide money line or run line. It's a tougher ask, though. That money line price is just really high. It's not something I'm excited about. Run line, I mean, you get better odds, but the Marlins could win this game by one. So I don't know. It's a tough ask there. I don't trust Aaron Sanchez pitching-wise. 
he, he might be okay. The Marlins offense is kind of up and down. I don't really know what's going to happen on that side of the ball as much. I just don't think the Nationals will score. So I've got Nationals under three and a half with an A-grade pick. It's juiced at minus 124. This number doesn't make a lot of sense to me. We saw the Nationals struggle yesterday with Justin Verlander, who obviously a fantastic pitcher, but Cindy Alcantara is not really a huge step down. I mean, I do rate him worse than Verlander, but I rate almost every pitcher worse than Verlander. It's just not that big of a drop-off. And we've talked about a lot before. The Marlins bullpen doesn't have a lot of big names. They don't have any, you know, Edwin Diaz types in the bullpen, but they've got a lot of good depth there. I, I don't trust this Nationals offense. They got two guys really that can hit maybe three if you squint hard enough. Otherwise, the lineup's very weak. I think Alcantara has just got to get through that third, the top of the lineup that third time. He should be able to coast through the bottom of the third time. Should be able to get a six, seven strong innings, maybe one run. And at that point, we just got to get to the to the rest of the game here. I, I think this is a great play. It doesn't make any sense to me. At three and a half, this seems like a number that should be more like minus 150. It should be more three or even two and a half. I just don't see the national scoring again in a, in a park that the ball tends to not fly out of. Again, I don't really know what's going to happen on the side of the ball with the Marlins against Sanchez. I tend to not trust Sanchez, so I tend to think the Marlins would score. So my backup play probably would be Marlins run line. But I just think isolating Nationals team total under makes a lot of sense. So under three and a half at minus 124, a pick for me in that one. 705 Eastern first pitch, Yankees at the Orioles. Luis Severino versus Kyle Bradish. I project Severino over a run per game better going forward here. So a pretty big starting pitcher mismatch, at least today. Not to say that Bradish won't be good in years to come. Won't have some bright spots. But at this point, I think Severino is a well above average pitcher. Bradish probably still below average at this point of his career. Weatherwise, low 70s to start. Low 60s to close. Maybe some rain at the start of this game might be a little bit of a delay. Something to keep an eye on as we get closer. We'll know a lot more. Whether or not exactly uh, great with some some precipitation possibility there. Winds will be blowing out or across into right field. So probably not going to really affect things much. If it was out or across to left with more right-handed hitters, of course, in the world, I would have said maybe if it's more out to left than across, maybe that affects it. But to right, probably not as big of a deal there. And again, they'll probably be more across than out. So no real effect there weather-wise or the temperature. I kind of think it's pretty neutral. A model says Yankees minus 198. So I think there's a Yankees edge here. You just got to figure out how you want to play it. There's a money line out there right now. I'm seeing Yankees minus 189. I don't think it's a bad look. I just think run line probably is a better take. For the most part, the Yankees have been scoring a lot of runs, not every single game, of course. But if they put up you know, a handful of runs, the probability that they win by more than one is worth it for the massive jump in odds that we're going to get. So I'm going Yankees run line. It's minus 117. B pick for me. I think the Yankees are the way to look here. Just an alternative thought. If you did like Bradish, if you didn't trust Severino and you wanted to be on the Orioles, I definitely would go with a first five and kind of hold my breath there. Maybe hope for a, 
a tie situation if that's the side you wanted to be on. But I, I don't think that's the way to go. I think Yankees are the way to look. Again, the model has tended not to like the Yankees so far this year. It started too recently, and for the most part, that's gone well. Not for every single game. It didn't go well for us on Saturday. Nothing went well for us Saturday, it seems like. Uh, but otherwise, it had gone pretty well. The model likes the Yankees again. Uh, so I'm going Yankees run line in Baltimore. 17 Eastern first pitch, Astros at the Red Sox. Jacob Arisi versus Garrett Whitlock. Um, another team the model's been liking lately in the Astros that didn't go well for us Saturday, but went well for us pretty much the whole week before that, maybe the whole week before that. And, and it's not that I've been just playing the Astros. Sometimes it's run lines, sometimes it's team totals, sometimes it's just unders. We've done really well with them so far this year. Got back to the window with them yesterday um, with an easy run line winner. Jake Odorisi versus Garrett Whitlock. Whitlock, of course, is fantastic for Boston. Odorisi. A pitcher that at the start of the year I said I was kind of optimistic on and said, you know, I had no attachment to him as, as an Astros fan. I had no attachment. He had no done nothing great for the team. So it wasn't like I was rooting for the, the glory days or anything like that. I just thought he was going to do better than last year. And his first few starts maybe look really foolish, but his last few have been fantastic, much closer to what I thought we would see. Now, again, I don't think I don't I think the truth is somewhere in between as in most things in life. Right. He's not as bad as he was early. Probably not as good as he's been lately. I mean, if you take the last three or four starts for him, I mean, you're talking about getting Cy Young votes, right? And I don't think he's going to be that good. Uh, but I think that's probably closer to at the beginning. At the beginning of the year, it was he doesn't deserve to be on a major league roster, not much less rotation. He's not even on a roster. And lately, um, of course, being so good, I think he's probably – what I would have said coming into the season, a solid number three or four guy who's going to be consistent, get you some innings, you know, but but better than a number five. So he's back on the mound tonight. Hopefully he can keep that going for us because I like the Astros again. I'm taking them with an A pick plus 111. The model says the Astros should be favored here in Boston. It says Astros minus 109 gives them a 52% chance of winning this game. So plus odds makes a lot of sense. A pick for me, just a reminder here, an A pick here for the, me on the Astros doesn't mean I think the Astros are the most likely team to win tonight. I think that would probably be the Yankees would be the team most likely to win. It just means it's all about the number, right? If you gave me Yankees at plus 111, I'd say that's a, a triple plus pick, right? <laughs> Obviously, no one would ever do that. But it's one of those things where the price matters so much. I think this price is fantastic, getting good plus odds. And even the Astros are probably more likely to win than lose. They've been playing really well lately. The bats are mostly going. I think the Astros are the right side. I don't think we want to overthink this one too much. Total is nine. Weather-wise, we'll be in the low 70s. Maybe a scattered shower. Wind's blowing out. So this is a situation where I'm completely staying away from the total because with the way Odorisi's pitched, and I really like Garrett Whitlock, and I project him to be very good for most of the season here going forward. Um, Pitcher-wise, I would say under, but weather-wise, wind's blowing out in a massive hitter's park at Fenway. There's no way I would actually play the under, um, but I wouldn't want to go over nine either with these two starters. So total, I'm completely staying away from. I'm just sticking with the Astros. Run line, plus 111, a pick for me there. 740 Eastern first pitch, Pirates at the Cubs. Dylan Peters will start, and then it sounds like we'll go to Bryce Wilson from there. They've done this a few times this season, and it's worked fairly well for the Pirates. Wade Miley for the Cubs. 
again, as I've mentioned before, a very respectable average pitcher going to eat innings, not do anything fantastic. But of course, against the Pirates offense, you don't necessarily have to be too fantastic. Weather-wise, will be around 70 degrees to start, mid-60s to close. Winds blowing out to right or across. It's a very similar story to what I mentioned in Baltimore. I'm assuming the wind's going to affect the game none. Um, again, if it was left, maybe. But for the most part, I don't, it's going to be either low winds or across. Or if it is tilting a little bit out, it'll be out to right, which is less helpful for most hitters. And decent weather, temperature-wise. So I think... Weather, pretty much a non-factor in this one. Model says Cubs minus 142, which is right in between the numbers that I'm seeing. So no play for me on either side. And I don't really think I have any good opinion on either side. It's a stay away for me. Two teams kind of up and down. Obviously, the Pirates more um, down than up, but the Cubs not really impressive either. So one that I don't really want to mess with on the side Cubs bullpen pretty solid this year. Both these offenses struggle. Miley, again, as I mentioned, decent. This Peters-Bryce um, Wilson combo for the Pirates has worked pretty well. I think under makes a lot of sense. Under eight and a half is the play for me. Even money, B pick. I think this total is too high. You know, if, if we had a warmer day in Wrigley, wind blowing out, you know, sure. But eight and a half doesn't make any sense to me. These offenses just aren't good. I, I could see one team scoring five runs, but I don't see both scoring that many runs. And yes, we do run the risk of a 4-4 situation where we lose, but I just think there's a lot more ways we win this than lose it. So I think under eight and a half, even money. B pick for me, B plus pick really. Again, these offenses aren't good. I think the only reason I couldn't quite get to an A pick on this one is simply because there's just a little bit of, I'm just a little hesitant with these starters. They're just not in pitching setup, right, with with Wilson behind Peters. Just not quite good enough for me to give it an A grade. It's it's almost there. I just couldn't quite get there. Um, additionally, we have the whole weird, now it seems like we're mixing in some of last year's baseballs with new. Just creates more variability. It, in general, we're still seeing a lot of low-scoring games. We're still seeing a lot of games go under, but we're seeing a lot of games just the ball fly out every once in a while. So it's just, there's just a little bit of uncertainty. So I just couldn't quite get to an A pick, but definitely a B plus pick for me on this under. For the most part, everything lines up for it. I think the number is too high. I think the number should be eight and I'd still take under probably because the push protection. Um, seven and a half is really the no play zone for me. It'll never get there. I think this number is just too high given the way this game sets up. 740 Eastern first pitch, Braves at the Brewers, Ian Anderson versus Freddie Peralta. Anderson hasn't been great this year. Peralta is looking better. Three of his last four starts have been good. wonder if he's starting to get back to his old ways. The model projects him very good going forward. His underlying metrics continue to look better each game after the first few starts were very concerning. Model says Brewers minus 135. I'll play Brewers minus 135. I think that seems like a solid investment B pick for me, not enough of an edge to go higher than this, but I just trust Peralta more than I trust Anderson at this point. The Brewers bats and the Braves bats are probably about even at this point. And I want to make sure you hear what I'm saying here in general. I think the Braves have a better offense. I just haven't seen it yet this year with how they're performing now. I think they're about the same. 
So it's one of those where if the Braves are going at full, you know, full strength, everything's rocking and rolling for them. I do project the Braves to be a better offense. It's just not quite there yet. The Brewers offense has been playing fairly well for the most part. Definitely some inconsistencies as with any team. But for the most part, more good than bad over the last few weeks. So offense-wise, I think it's probably a pretty much of a wash. I think the Brewers starting pitcher better. And the Brewers bullpen, again, is just fantastic, especially with the lead. Those top three guys they go to are really good. And so I think the Brewers minus 135 makes a lot of sense. It's a B pick for me. I play this out to minus 140, maybe even minus 145. Once you get to minus 150, it's it's just too steep for me. I don't think there should be value in playing it. I think you're better off just investing somewhere else. But I think at a shorter price like this, Brewers at home with a better top end of the bullpen, better starter. I think the Brewers are the way to go. Minus 135, B pick for me in that one. 805 Eastern first pitch, Angels at the Rangers, Noah Syndergaard versus John Gray. An Angels team that is not making any friends with me. They had the doubleheader Saturday. And against the better pitcher for Oakland, decided to rest Trout and Ward. And so I'm thinking maybe Ward's hurt again because why would you rest both of them in the same? You know, then they both play in the night game. I don't understand that whatsoever. They lost the first game. And, of course, they lost on a walk-off. But the strategy almost seems to be throwing the first game and just saying, oh, it's their better pitcher. We'll rest our better hitters and we'll lose. But then we'll win the second game. And sure, they won the second game. But your strategy shouldn't be to split against Oakland. It should be the sweep. So it's very confusing. I don't quite understand it. Um, I guess it almost worked for them if the bullpen had held it up, but also had they played one of their two better hitters in that game, maybe they had a couple of extra runs and still could have won anyway. So it's very confusing. And we've talked about this before. The Angels are the most top-heavy team offensively in baseball. Ward is just outstanding. Um, Trout, obviously outstanding. Otani being their third best hitter is wild because he's very good offensively. Um, But then it starts falling off really quickly after that. And so at least for now, I'm very hesitant to make any angels play that requires them to do good offensive things until I see their starting lineup. Now, of course the, the, the number moves once the lineups announced one way or the other, but it's just a scary thing because you, you look at that lineup and if two of those three hitters are out, it completely changes how much confidence you have in them scoring. If one is out, it's not good. But if all three are in, you go, ah, oh, the rest of the lineup's weak, but those three guys can get things going. And, and with all three of those guys in, they're they're a top 10 offense. With, with two of them in, they're around 10th probably, maybe 12, 13, whatever. With only one of them in, they're below average. You know, God forbid, you know, all three of them are out there way below average. It's just more variability than most teams have. So all that to say, I am very hesitant to do anything backing the Angels offense until I see a starting lineup. Model says tonight Angels minus 125, but given what I just said, what I really want to do instead is just isolate the Rangers team total. I'm going under three and a half. It's minus 112, and that's a B pick for me. This way I don't have to care about what the Angels lineup is. I think Thor is a good pitcher. I think the Rangers offense isn't very good. And I think that 
he is the type of pitcher that can shut them down. So I like this here, isolating the Rangers just to not score. Will the Angels score on John Gray? I don't know. I don't know who's going to play for the Angels. Gray is a good enough pitcher that he could shut even a full-strength Angels team down, um, but he also does have some hiccups. So a solid pitcher in Gray, if you were so inclined, I think the team, I mean, the game total of eight going under makes a lot of sense. But as we talked about, anytime the Angels are involved, the game under is just a little scary because those top three can account for so many runs uh, just by themselves. And so instead, I'll isolate Rangers team total under three and a half, minus 112 is the odds that I've locked in. And that's a B pick for me. 840 Eastern first pitch, Giants at the Rockies. Alex Wood versus Antonio Sensatella. Weather-wise and cores, we're going to be in the mid-70s to start, upper 60s to close. Winds blowing out to right or right center at 5 to 10 miles an hour. So a little boost on the wind explains why the total is up to 12. A total I'm not touching. We've seen games in cores, as long as it's not overly chilly, can easily get up to 13, 14 runs. On the other hand, both these pitchers are decent. Wood is pretty good. He does sometimes lack the ability to get deep into games, but otherwise projects out very good in my system. Sensatella, very average, but usually can have a decent starting course. Again, decent relative to it's hard to pitch in course. So a pitcher who's not bad for sure. Um, so no real feel for me on the total. Model says Giants minus 118. So a little bit of a Giants more likely to win type game, but not far from a coin toss. Rockies plus 136 offers tremendous value for us. A pick for me. Again, I only think the Rockies win this game 46% of the time, but at plus 136, if we can if we can win plus 136 plays 46% of the time, we're going to make a lot of money. So A pick for me, I want to be a little extra invested in this one. Rockies tend to play better at home. Giants coming off of playing Sunday night baseball. We've seen this effect happen where the bats for that team sometimes traveling just does not go well. And you don't want to see that happening, obviously, in Coors Field. If your bats fall asleep, that's a recipe for disaster because the Rockies should put up five or six runs themselves. Rockies plus 136, A play for me. The Rockies have been a little up and down, but in general, they're still a team that should be getting more respect than they are in this spot given the Giants traveling off of Sunday night baseball and given the fact that yeah, the Rockies are a team that's more likely to win at home than on the road. If this game was in San Francisco, completely different story, but in Colorado, I think the Rockies plus 136 offers us a ton of value, so a pick for me on there. See if we can get us an underdog winner tonight. Twins at the A's, 940 Eastern, first pitch. Chris Archer versus Zach Logue. A chilly night in Oakland. We'll start off around 60 degrees, close in the mid-50s. A slight breeze blowing out, but won't really affect things very much, especially in such a pitcher's park as Oakland. Model says Twins minus 123, so I looked at Twins minus 121. I think that makes a lot of sense. I looked at the A's team total under. The A's, of course, pitching pretty well, but have it just an atrocious offense so i think a's team total under makes a lot of sense i looked at game under seven and a half i think that makes a lot of sense too it's going to be a chilly night the a's bullpen's been pretty good so i think you got three good options there if you want to lay the short price with the twins 
if you want to go A's team total under or if you want to go game under. I think all three make a lot of sense. I support all of those plays. I'm actually going a fourth route. I'm going first five under four minus 105, and it's an A pick for me. I project both of these pitchers to be pretty average, and given the fact that the Twins bats are just meh and the Ace bats are really bad, I think average pitching is going to get the job done in a pitcher's park in a chilly night. I like the push protection at four. If the total game total was eight, I'd rather have under eight than first five under four. But given that the game total is seven and a half, I like the first five under four just a hair more. But as I'm always saying, my I'll call it a gimmick, but the idea of keeping everything in a spreadsheet, trying to show what I'm doing for transparency and everything, it's just way more complicated to try to put multiple picks and keep track of all that. And then I got to code things. It's just, it's a nightmare. So I'm just, I just do one pick a game. That doesn't mean you have to do that. I would split my wager between first five and game under similar to what I recommended in game seven last night in Dallas Calgary, where I said, split your bet between first period under and game under. And they both won, but they both got a little scary, <laughs> but they both won for us. Obviously no, those are correlated. So you don't want to overinvest. I think both make a lot of sense. I just like the first five under four a little bit more given that push protection on four. I also am protected a little bit against, I can see a situation where this game is, you know, three, nothing after five, six, nothing after seven. And then you're just kind of like holding your breath saying, please throw a competent reliever in here and don't just throw your worst pitcher and give up two runs and, and we lose, right? So I just like the first five under four a little bit more than the full game, but I like the full game under as well, like the A's under, and I like the Twins to win. So lots of ways to look there in that one. 10 10 Eastern first pitch, Dimebacks at the Dodgers, Madison Bumgarner versus Tony Gonsolin, two pitchers that project below average, but I think are probably pretty solid, a little more closer to average than projected. Otherwise, in LA, we're going to start off in the upper 60s. Close in the low 60s, slight breeze out, but probably not going to affect things too much. I'm talking about five mile hour wind, so it won't, I mean it might take a ball that's off the wall over the fence, but not really going to not really going to do anything. Model says Dodgers minus 202. And right now they're priced higher than that, so I wouldn't back the Dodgers in this one. The Diamondbacks have surprisingly the worst bullpen ERA in baseball, worse than the Reds, barely. And they have cost us the last two days. They've been tied entering the ninth inning on Saturday, tied entering the ninth inning on Sunday, and we backed them both nights. And two different, you know, former good closers blowing it for us, Melanson, who's well over the hill, on Saturday, Ian Kennedy last night. The Diamondbacks are a team at this point. I think we have to really start looking first fives. I really like the three, their three best pitchers. And I want to back them where I want to get unders involved. But that bullpen has gotten to the point where I just straight up don't trust it. And so with that in mind, I'm going to go first five Diamondbacks. I'm going to take the run line here. That way we get the winner if it's tied at plus 125 odds. You could go first five money line. I saw plus 180. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, 
you're really just splitting hairs. I mean, it's just really just a coin toss. I, I think both odds offer great value. Obviously, you might push at the plus 180, but if you get the winner, you get a much bigger payout on this one. We're playing it a little bit safer, still plus odds. I think either one makes a lot of sense. I think this one's about a coin toss. I think about 50% of the time, the Dodgers will have the lead after five, and the other 50 will either be tied um, or the Diamondbacks will have the lead or close enough to 50 that it's rounding air, that it may be 51 or something. But there's no way we can be that precise here trying to predict sports and humans, right? So I think the first five makes a lot of sense. I think Bumgarner's um, a solid pitcher. Gonsolin is as well. But it's a situation where I think this one stays close. Nine backs won two out of three from LA and Arizona already this season. I don't pre- predict them to have quite the same success here, but I think they can keep it a close, low scoring game. And at the end, if their bullpen blows it again, I don't have to care and worry about it because I'm pretty much, at least for now, done backing the Diamondbacks full game. I think we really just got to look first five with these guys because of how bad that bullpen is. Nothing else it'll. Uh, relieve a little bit of anxiety for us. And that takes us to extra innings. 640 Eastern first pitch, Tigers at the Rays. Alex Fado versus Corey Kluber. I'm going under seven and a half there with a lead, just a C pick. Neither offense really excites me. It's definitely a pitcher's park in Tampa. Both pitchers are okay. Kluber's a better pitcher, but the Rays are just huge favorites. So it's hard to get excited about laying such a price with Tampa. Both bullpens are good. I'll go full game under seven and a half, just a lean. Not anything I like a lot there. 707 first pitch Mariners at the Blue Jays. Chris Flexen versus you say Kikuchi. Almost the opposite story there. Really no edge on either side, but two pitchers I don't like as much. I think are overvalued. I'll go over eight and a half. Just a C pick on that one as well. Nothing I really like. Just thinking at least one of those pitchers gets Gives up a handful of runs if both do. We've got an easy over. If not, still got a chance to win it. So over eight and a half is my play north of the border. 17 Eastern first pitch Cardinals at the Mets. Miles Michaelis versus Trevor Williams. 60 degree weather, but wind's blowing out. That's the only reason this is a C pick. Otherwise, I really would like this under eight a lot more. It's about even money. Wind's blowing out to center or right center at about 11 miles an hour for most of the night just drops it from a B to a C. If it looks like the wind's going to die down, maybe this is one I'd put a second unit on. But for now, just a lean. I think both these pitchers are a little bit undervalued. Neither offense has been fantastic. Mets actually playing in a pitcher's park here. Like I said, just that wind blowing out. Also a chance of rain on this one, so take note of that. We might have some weather issues there in New York. And the last one is the White Sox at the Royals. Right now, we don't have confirmation. I'm throwing Johnny Cueto in the model for the White Sox, but no confirmation there. Assuming he does go, I make that White Sox minus 107. But when we get official confirmation on the pitcher, I will update the sheet with a pick, and I'll post that again on Twitter. So recap of the A picks for me today. Nationals at the Marlins. I've got Nationals under 3.5. Astros at the Red Sox. I'm taking Astros plus 111. Giants at the Rockies. I'm taking Rockies plus 136. And Twins at the A's, I'm taking first five under four. And that is all I have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder, check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. 
If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I'll see you tomorrow. My friend Jake will be back with us then. Until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.